Welcome to your Making It Worse. We're here, we're queer, who cares? I'm Elliot Glazer. And I'm Brent Sullivan. And I'm H. Allen Scott. Textual healing. Guys, did you know that in 29 states in the great United States of America, <laughs> you can still get fired from your job for being a homosexual? Mm, 29. 29 states. And... In 30 states, you can still get denied housing, an apartment, leasing an apartment, yeah. because you like taking the date. Okay. <laughs> it's true. All right. It's true. It's because that there are no federal laws that explicitly ban discrimination against LGBT Americans. Uh, there's no federal law. So this has been going on since 1974, trying mm -hmm. to get some sort of sexual orientation, non-discrimination law put through Congress. Yep. And, you know, it started at sort of the, the start of the gay civil rights movement, you know, 1970. Um, and it didn't really go many places because, obviously, it was a polarizing time. And then AIDS hit and that sidetracked everything. But then in the 90s, there was a push again to get some sort of laws pushed. And it didn't really go anywhere because primarily gay rights in the 90s became about don't AIDS. ask, don't tell. Right. And it, and, and, and AIDS, sorry. I said AIDS. AIDS. <laughs> sure, right, AIDS, too. I just well, went to AIDS. AIDS. No, I mean, it was. That was a big part of it. But, but sure. the Clinton administration focused on don't ask, don't tell. And then when Obama went and became president, in 2008, yep. there was another hope that the from the you know LGBT rights civil rights movement that he would go and actually push this law, this Equality Act, NDA. Um, and instead he focused on his administration focused on abolishing "Don't Ask, Don't Tell," right. and then of course we lost the House and went to the Republicans and the Senate, 2010, right. and so the chance of it getting anywhere. And now there is a new Equality Act of 2019 being um, introduced, which would it would be sweeping. Ban of discrimination in areas ranging from housing to public accommodations. What about bathrooms for transgender people? That is and, included in that. And mm -hmm. what about bakeries? That is also included in that. So that would work in favor of queer people who want to get a cake and a baker can't tell them, Yes. No, I'm not going to make you a cake. Yes. And Which it, I can't believe is a trope, but it is. It's <laughs> being introduced in Congress. It is not going to go anywhere. Nope. Um, because the Republican Mitch McConnell would have to call it for a vote in the Senate. Not going to happen. And, why, then, why, of course, and why wouldn't he do that? Just because be, of Because his... he's a Republican and he's an asshole. Mm -hmm. But also, there's just not the votes. Mm -hmm. In the Senate so side, the, I, I think what I think would be an interesting conversation about this, and this would probably extend to a lot of social issues right now, which is for the for a majority of our lives, yeah, we've had a Congress that is uh, so reticent to take on social change, even when. Innumerable opinion polls will show overwhelming yeah. support amongst the populace. This is 69%, in fact. Absolutely. So 69% yeah. of people support. I bet it's way higher than that. Most people, even if you don't like gay people, most people don't think in a capitalist society well, that you should be fired from your job for being gay. They actually. There's an interesting note to that mm -hmm. that when you ask someone, do you think someone should get fired from their job for being gay? 
most people say, well, of course not. But then when you get down into the nitty gritty of it, so do you think somebody who is transitioning and isn't quite fully transitioned and starts wearing a dress to work, should that be allowed in the workplace or in a school as a teacher? Should a teacher be allowed to do that? And I, of course, believe that they should, but that gets into a really murky area within this where then some people question, well, should they? And mm-hmm. it doesn't necessarily go full support. Of course they shouldn't get fired. And it it's the it's this weird hot button issue that the Republicans are really good about taking something like getting fired from your job for being gay and then being like, but wait, I don't want a man using the woman's restroom. But I, I don't want a guy in a dress teaching my kids exactly. kindergarten. <laughs> right, sure. Uh but I, I, I think And that's how these things fail. No, absolutely. I, I agree with that completely. Um, but I, I just think it's interesting because I think, uh, you know, we've seen this with the movement in legalizing marijuana. We've seen this in, by the way, I've seen polls that show an overwhelming majority of Americans do not want to see Roe v. Wade overturned. Mm-hmm. And yet all we see are powerful, generally Republican uh, uh, state houses in Congress, the st- House and the Senate controlling the narrative and I just don't because understand. Because polls don't do shit. Polls? Yeah. Polls the, the way are people vote useless pieces of shit. We are a country of elected officials and laws and laws are determined by districts in which those those elected officials are elected and then they vote in favor hopefully in favor of what their district believes and and then that's how laws are shaped. Laws aren't shaped by 69% of Americans supporting the people not getting fired from the job for being gay. It's just not how this works. It's like the the majority in the presidential election is not how we elect presidents. So I'm sorry that she got to him a million more votes than Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. He won the Electoral College. Mm-hmm. Deal with it, bitches. Um, that said... <laughs> Sounds like Alan's pro-Trump. No, it doesn't. I'm no, just I'm saying, just like, I don't like... I mean, I, there's yeah, an no, argument yeah, to be we, made yeah. about we, we play the by majority, the, yeah, but it's like, by the rules. this is the rules. This is the laws. Now, I will say that the Equality Act of 2019 probably won't go anywhere, but this week, actually, as of recording, the Supreme Court announced that they'll, in October, at the start of their new session, they'll hear... Um, and a case that could actually do what the Equality Act of 2019 is aiming to do. Which, which case is that? It's uh, well, there's a few different uh, lawsuits, but the lower courts have been basically sort of sieged. Is that the word? Besieged with um, with cases about minorities, sexual minorities, mm. getting fired from their jobs or being denied certain things, and the courts are torn. They're 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 voting in or they're ruling in many different ways. And so the Supreme Court decided to hear three of these cases. Um well the one of them is um the is a ruling from New York. Yeah, sky uh, a skydiving instructor. A skydiving instructor who said he was fired after telling a female client that he was gay so she wouldn't worry about being strapped tightly against him during the dive. Which dude, why are you doing? Why are you doing? Why that, why would you sir? Come on. Don't worry. You won't feel my erection pressed (laughs) against your butt. The Second Circuit Court of Appeals said sexual orientation discrimination is a subset of sex discrimination. And that's an interesting fact that this is how, you know, this this is their argument that likely will cause this law or this change in our laws to go into effect is that sexual orientation is being defined as it was by the Obama administration and is no longer by the Trump administration as sex discrimination. So it's mm-hmm. a gender discrimination. Right. So me being discriminated for being gay at my job site is actually sex discrimination. Right. Well, the well, second... we'll have to see what the Supreme Court has to say. Yes, I that's, think, but that's let, the... Let Brent tee up the second one because yeah. it's... Uh... Home state. <laughs> uh, Sixth six Cir- Circuit Court of Appeals said a woman who worked for Michigan, a Michigan funeral home, was impermissibly fired two weeks after she told her employer she was transgender. 
Her employer said she did, would, did not follow the dress code, and the, and, uh, but the court said transgender discrimination is prohibited by Title VII. And then the That's third Michigan. case, 11th Circuit Court of Appeals <laughs> ruled nuts. against a Georgia man who lost his job um, with Clayton County after his participation in a gay softball league became known to his employer. He was fired. Yeah, the court said that civil rights laws do not cover sexual orientation discrimination, which in Georgia, that is very true. That's true. Uh, but that's crazy to think about that, to think the, just to, you know, on the emotional side of things, which is where I, my, my brain yeah, generally go to. <laughs> but, but you stop and think about that and it's like, you're in, you're in a gay softball league. Your yeah. boss finds out and you get fired. Well, I mean, there is it depends on where he's working. I don't know where this man works, but oftentimes in certain especially corporate America, there's morality clauses that are in your contracts that you sign for employment in which it basically says if you do something outside of this office that looks badly upon the company or the business <laughs> gay softball yeah that Gross. they can fire you oh, um that's and, crazy and man. it's up to the determination of that state's laws and georgia of course doesn't have discrimination non-discrimination laws that protect lgbt people i wonder if they found out he was in a gay softball league because he opposed uh, with, with his entire team with, like with their butts <laughs> showing on like home plate or something <laughs> Not even joking. We're here with uh, our friends, friends of the podcast, friends of ours in life. Uh, <laughs> writer and actor Lyle Friedman. Hi. And writer and actor Brandy Barber. Hello. Hey, guys. Thank hey you for guys. having us. We vacationed together. We've hung out. We broke bread together. Uh-huh. Friends for a long time. Yeah, I think time. friends covers that. Yeah. Friends. But more than just friends, when you travel with someone, it's a different kind of friend. I don't think I'm invited to these vacations. I Palm Springs. Springs. What are you talking about? We, we did go we to did Palm that Springs New Year's. once. Yeah, that's that true. Really fun. You and weren't I, there, Lyle. I, I sorry. I was in high heels the whole time, and you guys still talk about. <laughs> those weren't high heels. Those kitten were like kitten heels. heels. I did hear yeah. about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. For some There's reason, that was like the biggest thing that's ever happened to Elliot. Is well, was again, the time it was I was in these moment. kitten heels, and I was. It wasn't. I've always wanted to be a tap dancer, and so whenever I have loud heels and or I'm wearing you know heels like that which is very rarely but when I do I like to dance it is funny <laughs> it's really funny at ha a Halloween when I was in drag Brent, uh, Brent took my heels and yep. put and walked around in my heels and it was the funniest thing yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, 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 it's a special moment because it's it's us watching you the egg crack a little bit yeah. you know the, the gay right. yolk come out and it's like right. we're never going to see you in like yeah, a usually wig and you're makeup very in control. No. Yeah, it's, it's a level him. of whimsy I don't associate with you yeah, yeah. That's why we're all so excited. <laughs> Thank uh, you. Now, speaking uh, of whimsy, um, whimsy, speaking of whimsy, you guys are both uh, sisters to gay men. That's right. Yes. And so you're allies. Well, that's a question. That's <laughs> what a... if we weren't? <laughs> I know, right? But here's that's actually a question. So we just wanted to have a just conversation with you because it's just a coincidence that we're friends. But yes, you both are uh, older sisters to. Well, Lyle's an older sister to a uh, bisexual brother. Yeah. He... Can I say his name? Yeah. Jake. Jake. Okay. <laughs> Can I say his name? Darren. Well, you don't want to out him if he's not out. I, I mean, what, you know, whatever. Yeah. I mean, I know. He's fine. Yeah. He's, he's fine. I checked in. He's cool with this. Okay. Great. And Brandy, you're older, an older sister to a gay brother named Stephen. But Stephen is um, a married man. He is. He has a husband named Jimmy who's fantastic. And mm -hmm. they met in the Army. Uh, in the Navy. Navy. The Navy. Oh, boy. In right the there. Navy. Now my dad's mad. Um, so, yeah. They... Uh, they met in the Navy. My dad was a formal naval officer, as was my brother, and as was his husband. And mm. they were both stationed in Japan. And um, I think they met. They met on, on Grinder. Grinder. Yes, because yeah. we had a. Wow. So here's wow. here's the thing about Stephen. He's very. Um, 
He's very soft-spoken. Mm-hmm. He's very, uh, uh, you know, not withdrawn. I mean, he's, he's goofy, but he tends to be like, you know, plays cards. What is it? Close, close to the vest. Right. Close mm-hmm. to the vest. He talks when he has to. Correct. He talks when he has yeah. to, which, I, which is great. So when he told, when we were asking him, I was asking him a couple of years ago about how he and Jimmy met. And he was like, or Jimmy, I think, was like, yeah, grinder. When we were in the Navy yeah. in Okinawa. And I was like wow. blown away because Stephen is somebody like Jake, uh, Lyle's brother, who's always been in my mind as sort of somebody who I think of when I see the ridiculousness of gay stuff. And I try to like remember, besides Brent and Alan, like people who can mirror that chaos or the mirror that feeling of feeling lost or confused yeah, yeah, or yeah. just baffled by Gay stuff, mm-hmm. and so with Stephen and 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 Jake too. People who don't fit the mold is what you're trying to say, right? Or can, fit all the molds, <laughs> or but not even just fit the mold, but who would who I know would have a reaction that would make me feel less crazy. Yes. Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, I think uh, to just put it more simply, they're they're normal people. They're not. <laughs> They're not doing oh, you. Son they're of a not bitch. doing anything that necessarily screams <laughs> yeah, in right. one way or the other. You're just sort of like your average human beings who care and love about somebody else, and you're not trying to be anything other than the person that you are. Not necessarily what society tells you you're supposed to be. Well, I mean, but that is so inherent to that is because this happens to me all the time. That's that's generally what I've been attracted to. Not always, but. It's like you you live your whole life and you don't pick those people out of a li- out of the line at the bank because not that I ever go into the bank anymore but because <laughs> because inherent in that nature is that they quote fit in quote unquote but not necessarily I mean, when I think that's sometimes saying like not fit in can sometimes run a sort of a, a tightrope with gay culture because that also means like you're you're shame you're shameful of your gayness and it's not necessarily I don't you don't mean that I right. don't believe that's but why I'm I put saying, the quotes no, but what I'm saying is like not to say don't fit in but that 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 just exists in their own way is, and what is was heteronormativity it like? like an okay word it 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 isn't it isn't it's okay. like. My question to you is, what was it like? Well, first, when did you, both of you, find out that your sibling was queer? Um, I found out when my brother told me. Um, I guess it would have been probably around 2012 or 13. So you were adults when he came yeah. out. I was very yeah. much an adult. And he was an adult. And he had not ever dated anybody before mm. that. There were um, some friends that were like, and you can't see them doing quotes, that were female, and I think he might have thought that he was was attracted to women, but he wasn't. So and were you surprised? No. You were happy, I remember. I was very happy. I was happy because, but not because he was gay. No, no, no. Um, I and I know you know you don't mean that at all, Ellie. I was happy because um, he was happy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he knew he after he told me, I, I saw him be the most him he'd ever been. Mm. Um, so I was like overjoyed. Cause I, it's not necessarily that I, I won't even say like, I wanted to see him with a partner because I, I don't even want to force that narrative of being partnered means you're better or happier on anybody. Cause some people are asexual and, and don't want to be with anyone physically or even yeah. emotionally. So, that's like one end of the spectrum. The other end is Elliot. Yeah, someone right, who's sort right. of sexually yeah. unhinged, yeah. Run, out of control, running around the city. Oh my god! I worry. On dozens I worry. of dicks. Oh my god! Every, every yeah. Like a snail, leaving a snail trail. 
Um, I'm patting Elliot's leg. So yeah, uh, yeah, that's how I found. That's yeah. when I found out. What was it like for you, Kyle? Kyle. Yeah, Lyle. Kyle. <laughs> Kyle. <laughs> I mean, I uh, were you an adult when he came out? I was. I mean, I think I was 22. Okay. Three, mm-hmm. So hardly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I was the first person. It was kind of dramatic. It was three nights before he went off to college. Um, it, it was actually sort of funny. We were at my stepdad's family's cabin, mm-hmm. and they're fairly Catholic. And um, it's just one of those places where you're in bed by 10. And, and <laughs> right. Whether you want right. to be or yeah. not. Right. Yeah. Wide it's awake like... in bed by 10. But that's like <laughs> just what you do. Yeah. yeah. I, I've been on those vacations before. Right. <laughs> that's my every night. Now it is. But yeah. I think it was when he was 19 and and anxious about going off to school. I just remember I I woke up and we're in these like shacks in the woods and I hear him like stumbling around. It's the let's just say this is the first time I've ever had to like fill up a vodka bottle with water and try to like cover oh. our tracks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the next oh, morning wow. he was like vomiting and I was like he must have the flu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like yeah. it worked on the grandparents, but my yeah. mom was like the fuck is going on? Yeah, yeah. But did he come out as bi to you? He did. And I I think I fucked that up because I with Jake, I have actually come to like learn and accept that men can be bisexual. I think I was one of those like younger idiots where it's just every man I'd met who was bi was on his way to being gay. Right. And mm. Jake is truly bisexual. And yeah. um or pansexual is the How kids did you call react? It you said it was dramatic. How did like did you He was just he was belligerent and he just came out while he was shit faced <laughs> yeah oh yeah oh, oh wow no. oh it was it was horrible he was like making a ton of noise so i got scared that my scary stepdad was going to come and yell at us so i was in like crisis <laughs> management mode and i was like okay let's go go for a walk but it was dark and in the woods and we wound up on this golf course oh my God. and like we're sitting on this golf course and he's like slowly leading into it but he was like you know I like to wear the cardigans that your boyfriend likes, right? And I was like... Ah, what does that mean? Exactly. <laughs> mm-hmm. To I mean, be fair... Yeah, I would too. Nick was like a hipster... Metrosexual yeah, type. Oh. Yeah. Just... I don't really know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't know what Jake was right. trying to telegraph, right, but I was... Right, right, I was right. He... I mean, I... Should, I I think he, he was, was accessorizing, he was which probably he was means pain, queer. And he like punched me in the stomach, <gasps> and and I he, and I was like, what? I'd never seen him so tormented. Uh-huh. And so um, finally, he broke down, and he was like, I'm never gonna have the white. I'm gonna start crying. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. Is this supposed well, to be a funny it, podcast? Will, will it make you feel better no. if I laugh while you cry? Will yes, that make you feel yes, better? Yes. <laughs> Someone should be laughing. <laughs> Pain is funny. Uh, but he he was saying all the things that you never want your family member to say, which was like, I'll never have the white picket fence. People won't let me near their kids. Um, I won't live up to what you guys want from me. I won't have kids. And... I I just, that killed me. And I don't know where he got that, because my family's like... Because you guys are from Philly. Yeah. And you're a very liberal family. We went to, like, 
a Quaker school right. where... Voted in 2016. Good for you. <laughs> Good for you. Swing state. Didn't win it. <laughs> I mean, let's just say, like, I went to a school where, like, we had sit-ins on the regular about, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah, right. Quakers like shit. to talk about yeah, yeah. everything. Right. Yes. Yes. I think what, you know, what's interesting about Jake is that he's very... Um, Unlike Stephen, he's very emotive. Yeah. He's very yeah. emotional. He's We're the you know, child of two therapists. So. Yeah. 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 He doesn't really hide his feelings and he's a very like extroverted hyper person. Yeah. And so it's so interesting to um, to imagine him uh, 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 coming to you with the idea of I think what a closeted person might feel like I hate to say this, but like before it was cool. Yeah. <laughs> before it was like pretty much chill to come out yeah but, and and I, I mean this was i can't well, I mean, imagine but he's on he, uh, yeah i just to step on that yeah, please, a little bit please do like it's cool quote unquote unquote to come out as gay or lesbian now but for a man to come out as bi there's a lot of questions there's a lot of doubting there's a lot of highway yeah. to gay there's a lot of shame i think involved in being authentically bisexual as a man in this society. Coming from but that's, both but sides. that's not what she's talking about. She's talking about where he got where what cultural osmosis gave him this notion that he wouldn't have Well, that's these, what I mean is that he probably had no of a, of he has adult. gay examples because of a liberal queer, you know, a liberal Quaker upbringing. He probably had gay people around him, yeah. but he's not gay. And so where is the example of a bisexual man that is living a traditional lifestyle? And there it's Probably not. It's, it's very. No. I can't even think of one. It's I hard to, to find. I David Bowie. Broke up with David yeah. Bowie. Yeah. Yeah. God rest his soul. I, I ended up breaking up with a f- friend from college because uh, I went. I went to him instantly after Jake came out, and I was like, "What do I? How do I get this right?" And uh, unfortunately, my friend was like, "Well, he's he's gay. He's not bi. He's just, you know, ashamed, and you need to push him into being gay." And mm. he was sort of, "Wow." I think maybe stuff had happened to him in his past, so he was. There's some anger that that I feel like gay men have. Well, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I think we've covered that on this podcast <laughs> before. That is basically what this podcast is about. <laughs> Something interesting is that when Lyle and I became friends. I was, and I didn't. I had. I didn't know Jake yet. But you would talk about him, and I was enamored with the idea of Jake because he was still in Philly, and I. Re- I still remember you describing him as being. Um, I think you were describing him as being like. M- like by Eminem or something like a <laughs> bisexual Eminem, ah, this great. like aggro like great. Philly bro yeah. who was like who was like pissed he at is like very broy yeah but he yeah. was pissed at the idea the ex- expectation of what he was supposed to be like be attracted to and I was like this vessel I need to like save this vessel <laughs> yeah and and you know in meeting him he's 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 absolutely wonderful and I can totally see you know he's a very real honest truthful he's person authentically himself yeah yeah and I, and I anyway being that well, you know can, I think connected can I play us. devil's advocate for a second yeah. because there's something about what you're describing his process his coming out was like that reminds me of mine which is it was and I and I it, it, it was a roughly the same time period in my life, and it was it was more dramatic than it had to be. And I think it was in a weird way. It was because I wanted it to be. Mm-hmm. Like oh. I always I always give this example of coming out to my parents was really easy, and they had no problem with it at all. And I still stormed out of the house. 
and I like didn't talk to them for a week. You didn't? And, no, I didn't talk to them for like a week or something. And there was, I mean, there's plenty just, of things we. Wait, I mean, this is after they said like this is we're cool with. This? Absolutely, there was just literally to give them a scare. No <laughs> issues at all with it. They were like, okay, all right, well, you know, my dad launched into a lecture about how it's evolution, or you know, all the shit, and. <laughs> <laughs> or like genetic or whatever, and and I'm like I'm like I'm leaving, and I just like left, and I but I wanted it to be dramatic because it's like you learn that I mean obviously this is this is years ago yeah but you know you kind of learn it's supposed to be sort of dramatic and it's like in a weird way it's your moment it's yeah quinceanera <laughs> yeah uh, for a gay guy but I, it's almost like just the way you're describing this. Based off of I don't I don't know your brother, but based off of the way he's been described, I'm almost like I wonder if he was doing the same thing. It was like he's going off to college, there's this all this transition in his life, and maybe he just he was just making it a really dramatic moment. No, that's no. not Jake. Yeah, yeah. No. Jake is a hundred percent earnest, honest. He wears his heart in his sleeve. Like I think I think what was bizarre is that, uh, and I'm sure people listening are going to be like, you dumb bitch, you, you're not this person. But Jake I, Jake and I are incredibly close. I think our parents got divorced and we were like, you and me, we're, we're a fucking team. Mm-hmm. And I was so blown away that I had missed this. And he's, I mean, to be fair, he really put on a great show of being like that cool straight guy who throws parties at his house and shows up like with hickeys. He was cooler than me. And, and I don't, I don't know if he would say that but like I was a little intimidated by the kid who like drank in high school like I didn't lose my virginity until t- I was 21 so mm-hmm. I was just like you've got this shit this is you this is like, your thing yeah that's like, probably why rebel. he was so vulnerable in coming out to you because it was it was revealing something that wasn't that no exactly yeah. I think I think to go from having the power of being a good looking popular athlete he is very handsome <laughs> yeah my mom also talks about how handsome Jake is. Yeah, he's handsome. On Facebook. Yeah. He's so handsome. He yeah. and Lyle look so similar. She's she so talks pretty. about my he's legs so and his face. It's true. Put our bodies together. Mm. We're hottie. But you were surprised <laughs> when he came out? I but... had no idea. And it's something I beat myself up about to this day. Well, did you? I, I so, did you have... that. Really? I mean, sorry. I felt, I felt, when you, it really touched me when you said, you know, how did I miss this? Because... I, I definitely, even though I was happy to know and, and happy that he told me and that he was, as I said, happy, I there definitely was some time after that where I was like, was I there for him? Yeah. Was I, mm. did I, how did I miss this? And I will say a lot of it was me not wanting to impose yep. my, it's none of my business. I, I took it like, it's none of my business. Right. He's happy. We came from a family where, my mom and dad never were like, oh, who are you dating? Oh, is there a man in your life? Right. I was never raised with that kind of stuff. I know a lot of my friends have been. Um, there's never anything like, when are you having children? Like, right. if anyone's having children, it's going to be my brother and his husband. <laughs> well, that's, that's actually something that I wanted to ask you, Brandy. So, yeah. like, knowing, uh, knowing both Stephen and Jimmy and your parents and you and your husband, I know you all so well. One of the things that I have always kind of taken away is that you're kind of the gay one in the family. Well, that's what I was going to ask <laughs> well, the same in, thing. In that, yes. in that, well, My I don't, brother did I don't, say that. I don't yes. necessarily mean you're gay. I just mean that, like, For sensibility. You, you represent the gay sensibility because the rest of your family is very they're very similar to each other in how they live except for Jimmy. Jimmy I think is part of our team and that like he's a little bit weird and he likes the weird things that we like and you know he's he and I always have a nice little like kiki fun <laughs> weirdness but like mm-hmm. you know Stephen and your parents they're very 
They're clean mili- cut. Military. They're, They're military. military. They're military. Yeah. And, and you, in a way, kind of I'm represent not. that queer <laughs> sensibility. Of sort of like, you know, analytical theater. Like, we yeah. always go out and have nice cake. You, and call like... yourself, you describe yourself as a soft butch. Yes, yeah, soft butch. Yeah. And so, like, yep. do you beach, think... It's beach butch right now, guys. <laughs> you can't see it, but I have a tie-dye and platform Birkenstock. Going into beach butch, it's getting warm. Do you... I mean, would you agree with that? And, like, how mm. do you find your place within the scheme of your family, considering that? Well, I'm the black sheep of the family, and mm-hmm. I, always ha- I always have been. My brother's always been really good at rules, being on time, math, all the things I loathe. And um, so, yeah, like, I was the one that was like, I have to laugh. Like, I was like, I don't know. I, I guess I'll graduate from high school. Then we'll see what happens. And my parents were like, cool, cool. Yeah. <laughs> my brother was like. We're proud. <laughs> like, his junior year, there was, like, the East Coast tour of, like, Princeton. and mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And I was like, wow. When I was Princeton, a junior in high school, yeah, yeah, I was, like, right. having sex with my boyfriend in the back of my Mustang. <laughs> this, my brother's, like, touring you, colleges. You were rebellious, but you also had, like, queer. I would, I mean, not to put words in your mouth, but you had, like, a queer taste. You had yeah. a sense. Sensibility for queer that. things. Camp. Camp. I would say, mm-hmm. with great respect. Your friends are gay. And I wonder... Yes, the majority... <laughs> I don't have a lot of, of... Well, I know a lot of straight men because of comedy, yeah. but that's the only Your reason. husband is also straight, I am married to a straight man. Yeah. A wonderful man that. named Jason. Yeah. And, I, and I think it's good that I forget that because yeah. that's he's good enough that you do forget in the best part. But of he's an honorary gay, too. He's, he's just, I just love hugging I mean, him. Jason has... Jason has <laughs> we've talked about Jason having sort of a Sappho... L- Lezzy light There's quality to him. Yeah. I mean, he would touch oh, a dick as a joke. How in your family do you, I mean, since you're the black sheep, how did your parents react to Stephen? And do you sometimes, yeah, do you feel like, like, like I think a lot of gay people sometimes don't always feel a part of the family narrative sometimes. Oh, because... no, that's not the case in our house yeah. at all. The boys are, well, okay, so, uh, well, first thing is when my brother came out to me, and I love that I, we found out where your brother came out to you, because my brother came out to me in our family hot tub. How much more Southern California can you get? <laughs> we went in that hot yes, tub. Yes, you guys went in the hot tub. Oh, yeah. Our family home. We had this beautiful hot tub, and you could look up at the stars, and I remember him telling me. And I, I do remember this. This is actually a great Great thing. I was, oddly enough, sober. That was back when I was drinking heavily. So um, it was one of the rare nights that I was... Well, I wouldn't say sober. I could. I was cognizant. Right. So I wasn't like, you know... Baby girl. Yeah, I wasn't crawling. Uh, yeah. So I remember my brother telling me, and I remember I held real still. It's It almost reminded me of, like, the first time you see a toddler stand up on their own. And mm. you don't want to look at them because they might sit back down again. Mm. Right. They pull yes. themselves yeah. up of their own volition. And not to say that in any way that it implies that, you know, coming out is like the end of an infancy or something weird. I mean, more like I didn't want to make it weird. Yeah, I just wanted to getting that moment right. I mean, listen, gay people, you should feel bad for your straight relatives. (laughs) Just to finish, just to finish that thought, was it emotional? Yeah, I mean, I was like for both of you. I don't know for my brother because my brother's real circumspect. You know, he's just like he's he's not a machine. My brother isn't C-3PO, but he's very. you know, he just doesn't have time for that. My yeah. brother's just so on it and smart and like mm-hmm. he's gracious and warm, but he doesn't really dilly dally with like someone else, myself, <laughs> who was like, I saw a dead squirrel today. And then I couldn't, this happened this morning. And uh, Jason was like, okay, my husband was like, we'll drive the other way. I'm like, it's still there. And there was tears. And I was like, I don't even want to go to this audition. The squirrel's in the road still. I mean, good Christ. My brother would be like, oh, it's, a, it's the circle of life. A squirrel has died to give others 
Star's life. Well, yeah. gotta go. See, Get it back on the aircraft carrier. Right. To me, it's I've always Good thought it's him. so yeah. fu- it's such a funny dynamic because yeah, your parents and your family is like military family. Yes. But you like cut your hair like a rebel when you were a kid and you grew I don't know about that. Well, you did that. that I wouldn't use the <clears throat> word rebel. I'd use a slur. There is a picture of you in a dance uniform that is the many. best thing. Well, you have a beautiful head of red hair and you insisted on cutting it really short. Yeah. Well, it's curly. <laughs> curly. And I didn't know what to do with it because I, being from Southern California, everybody had like beautiful, long, blonde, yeah. stick straight hair. Yeah. Yep. And natural curl. Um, well, let's just put it this way. In the Princess Diaries, remember when she's not cool and cute yes. yet and right. she's, yes. she's ugly and she has curly hair but then she becomes a princess <laughs> do you think her hair stayed curly yeah. that's another it's rant a, out a I'll say for another podcast yeah. so yeah. yeah that's what I grew up with the, um, yeah, the, I actually the, thought wait can I say something yeah, real yeah. quick I Is thought it, about it was Anne Hathaway? today where I've always hated my hair <laughs> and I always wanted there was this kid who went to like school with me and he had the, you know that kind of hair where um, blonde hair and you could run your hands through it and it would fall exactly where it had just yeah. been, like yeah. perfectly the symmetrical? Mm-hmm. I never had that. I have like, I had like, if I grow my hair You're out, Greek. it's like Beethoven hair where it's like what? all over the place. He's right. And, like, I've never seen your Greek. hair longer well, that's, than and that's, this. Yeah, I, I have a buzz cut still Yet the because irony, I don't like my hair The ultimate irony is, is Brent likes to play with the back of his hair, which is very short, but he, yeah. when, when he says I, it's quote unquote long, it's like, it's not long, it's short hair. But he plays with the back of it and says, and I've said he's like twirling his tresses. Golden brown locks. His golden brown locks. But it's his favorite thing. You um, have like shorter I, hair than I my brother. I play with my hair so aggressively that my wrists get sore. <laughs> <laughs> like, like literally, like my my wrists will be like sore the next day. Can I we, want you to grow your hair out. Can I, I bet I, it would look really cool. It'll never happen. Can we ask? Because I mean, we started the segment off with sort of me joking about you guys being allies, but I I do want to seriously ask you about the word ally. Because I know mm-hmm. that's a really complicated word, especially in this day and age, for lots of different reasons. Sure. Would you consider yourself an ally? And what are your thoughts on that? Um, I I would say, hmm, I thought about this a lot. Uh, I live my life to be of service to other people. That brings me joy and happiness, mm-hmm. whether it's making comedy that takes down uh, a creeps and rapists, whether it's like just being kind for no other reason than that, nothing in return, just kindness. So to me, if helping other people be treated as decently as possible as being an ally, okay, yeah, cool. That's, I'm, I'm that. Do I need people to know that? Do I need to um, announce it? Tweet about it. Do I need to tweet <laughs> yeah. about right. it? Do I need to hashtag it? No, I do mm-hmm. not. Right. Because um, I choose to live as an example of kindness and respect and decency and equality, and diversity and inclusion. You just any buzzword you want to say, I'll Mazel say. It. Of but I think it's you have to be careful when you decide. I think a lot of people decide that that's a, a mantle. Yeah. That they want to yeah. wear. And it's not a trend. Being being kind and respectful to all human beings. It's not a trend. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. That. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I do right. find that a lot of people, I mean, I, and, and this is just me inferring with a lot of straight people, especially those straight people who love everything gay in a way that is just sort of like a little bit like they're co-opting a narrative. But they they call themselves allies as if it's sort of like a thing to be, like you said, or applauded a job for. Or something. It should be, it should be, it's like this person is so great that they're so supportive of their gay brothers and sisters. And it's like, well, that's great. But like. You know, maybe just like make sure that I get paid have, the same. Have you, yeah. have you, <laughs> you know what Al, I mean? Have Alan, you and Brent, uh, both of you guys separately, found that your siblings 
have taken on a certain tone or like an allyship when you came out or even as you've gotten older? Like with Devin, have have you? Has no, Devin you know, ever... I, I think Devin, my bro, my older brother was always a liberal guy, and I don't remember him ever having homophobic moments or saying anything. And you know, I know he takes his kids to like gay pride parades now, but I think he probably would have done that if he if I hadn't come out. So right. I don't think I don't think his experience is fundamentally different. Mm. My my siblings, my three brothers, um, they are all really different. They, my older brother, um, one of my older brothers, he has two kids. And I remember, especially when I went home this past holidays with Michael, that the kids didn't have the language to understand the relationship that we had. Fascinating. And it's like... Did you I, feel weird by it? No, not at all. I never okay. feel weird. Um, <laughs> but I I, I, I did, I, if, if I was a parent... I would probably try to prep my children for yes. what mm-hmm. they're about to see and and make them understanding so that they know the language. Um, it's the same thing. I mean, it's it's a lot of things. Like it's it's, and I don't think it's necessarily he's homophobic or not an ally because he's fully supportive of me. But it's also like I just don't think fundamentally he understands the world that I live in. Right. And my but on the other side of that though, one of my older brothers, Jason, he is like awkwardly supportive in every way, shape, and possible, but he doesn't want to come out and say he's supportive, so he'll say it in, like, a roundabout way. So he'll be like... He'll he'll go on for a half hour about this guy at a bookstore talking about books... And he's like, this guy, he's just so colorful. He's so, fl- colorful, you know, he's, 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 he's really loud. And he sings a lot. And you know what? He's just the greatest guy. He's just the greatest guy. He's just, the- and I know what he's doing. That's cute, it's though. So I think that's cute. But it's, it's also, ham- it's ham fisted, but it's dear. It is Do dear. Do you think it's cute? Of course. I, I, well, I mean, he's I, your brother, so he's my brother, yeah. so I'm fucking annoyed yeah. by him. You're allowed to be annoyed yeah. by him. Yeah, yeah, but yes. I also, I also understand where it's coming from, yeah. and I, I'm very grateful for it. Yeah, I can say my sister is such an ally that she calls me homophobic. <laughs> a lot. A lot. <laughs> Quite a bit. Quite a bit. <laughs> One of the most contentious parts of your relationship sometimes. <laughs> yeah, um, so that's true. Um, uh, what else? What else? Oh, I was going to finish yeah. something and I, I got off track and you guys had asked me how my parents reacted. Yes. Oh, yes. And so I wanted to talk a little bit about that. So You have uh, lovely parents. Thank lovely. you. And they are very traditional as we've discussed. And when my brother came out, um, they were also relieved in the way that I described that I felt, um, meaning we were happy that he was happy. Um, and my parents were, grew up in a different time, and um, I hate when people say that. Usually I want to be like, so, so, so what? But they did. Yeah. Um, and it was not uncomfortable or unpleasant, but it was definitely the first time we all got together after my brother came out before his he married his husband and before his husband was with us as a family it wasn't different at all and yet it was Mm. and um and then i remember asking my mom just the two of us about how she felt about it and my mom um grew up well i grew up and my mom grew up being very involved in arts and theater and so my mom always had friends who were out openly gay out and um as did i and so it was just it was interesting i i was really surprised because my mom seemed almost tearful mm. and she said i just worry that i did something wrong that's so fascinating and my mom is and i and the reason i bring that up is not to shame my mom at all it's to be it's to point out that <clears throat> There, everyone processes this differently, and and not to take at all away 
the import and the impact of coming to terms with your sexuality and being healthy and happy about it. It's not my journey. It's not my mom's journey. It's not our story. Mm-hmm. But I remember being really angry with her when yeah. she said that. I mean, I was supportive, but then I think I came I had to a complain total to similar. you. I was really disappointed yeah and i and i my mom is like one of my idols oh and she's and she's wonderful her. she's yes. a wonderful yeah. woman but she told and the also truth that reaction that reaction i think as a, i mean i'm not a parent but i could imagine <clears throat> them the, the, no matter what no matter what your kids do even if they're fucking trump supporting assholes and you don't support trump <laughs> you still want the best for your child of and you know you don't want your child to struggle in any way shape that was, or form that was my mom's reaction yeah, yeah. i like I've always taken on the as the older sister. I've like always taken on protecting Jake. And Very overprotective. Yeah. Um, no, in a, I mean in a good way. I would I would kill for that son of a bitch. Yeah. But um, don't kill me. Just preemptively, even mm-hmm. it's bad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I was a watchdog. He told me not to tell them, mm-hmm. and so for six months, um, I held the secret as I I. I think coming out was a part of why he dropped out of school, but he, it just was like a very rocky six months. And he finally told them, and I I was like there to make sure they got it right. The lawyer. Yeah. <laughs> really? <laughs> Pretty much. Mm-hmm. And I remember um, my mom had a similar reaction. It was a very honest um, reaction where she, for, you know, many reasons, society, whatever, was like, I worry things are going to be tougher for him. Yes. And I really jumped down her throat. And I was like, don't you dare do any of this around him. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if I did that right. Yeah, because it shows the separation in where we are as a culture. I mean, right. you know, yeah. we are sort of the, where we grew up and who we, our parents, the values our parents instilled in us. And we're products of that. And our parents are no different. And so, like... Where they come from, that's their natural reaction. And just because we have evolved into understanding that it's not necessarily going to be rough and a tragic struggle and all of these things, I think in some way we need to find, as a younger generation, the empathy to understand that people had different experiences. Well, that, that's the thing that's so crazy about the times we're living in. And, you know, there's a lot that's wonderful about, you know, conversations that we're finally having and people coming into the light in ways but there does seem to be a a lack of nuance and this human fixation on cancel culture what's that (laughs) well we talked about it before yeah yeah Yeah. no i'm terrified constantly but it's (laughs) me too every day i'm like what did i say this time i know Ah! brandy and i coming on we're like God, we are the oppressors. Why are they? Anyone want to hear from us? We're well, good. no, like burn us, burn you, us. You worry about sort of like you know not being woke. I guess yeah, saying the wrong thing and having people yeah. hate you for it for the rest of and your I life. And I was that yep. person to my mom for a bit, and that's it's it is strange that there's no space for nuance and and this idea that like you know you can't have white girl feelings or straight yeah. people feelings, and it's like I, I get that. I there has to be space from the oppressor and safe spaces. Basically, the idea is, but the idea is like people should be allowed to process things like Brandy's mm-hmm. mom to process them in real time. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean it's, it's without discriminating right. while you're processing. Of course, it, right. it means yeah. processing it without being 
uh, you know, hateful or, or, you know, spewing hatred on a loved one, but processing it and, and really and, thinking about it. And letting that it. be inelegant. Yes. And, yes. and imperfect. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're so right. And it comes from, I know where it came from for my mom. It didn't come from homophobia. No. no. It was fear. Totally. Yeah. And that's what it, most of the time, I'd say 99% of the time, it is fear. My, my, mom, my mom recently said, she was like, you know, raising kids is like blowing up a balloon and like releasing it over a cloud of needles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and like... To that visual, I was like, oh, yep. that's why you're so psycho. Right. Like, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so I had I, this... She sounds very Freudian. <laughs> I had this moment during the the film, Latter-day Jew, where, like, when I converted from Mormonism to Judaism, my mom had this, like, weird reaction. It was just sort of like, oh, that's nice. Like, I thought it was very cold. You know what I mean? Right. And my mom's not a cold person That was her all. reaction when you came out... No, when I oh, told her sorry. I was converting. Got it. And... and I, I, my mom's not cold at all, so I was taken aback by it, and I just right. decided to not talk about it. I decided to be very quiet with her about what I was doing. And then over the process of making the film in St. Louis, we were talking, and and I said this to her, and she was like, well, no, 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 it wasn't that. It was just that I had just finished chemo, and I didn't. she didn't know how Jews like reacted to gay people and what they were, and oh. she didn't want the same experience I had with Mormonism oh. to happen again yeah. with Jews and wow. for me to be hurt. And it's this weird sort of like mother love that it's you not, never would have guessed. You never would have guessed. That I that never was, would have guessed. And it's just and it's and I have to have empathy for that, even though <laughs> she could have googled. I have to <laughs> sure. have empathy for that. Well, you guys, know? I thank you so much for being here. I mean, it's, it's just an interesting conversation to have. I think. Um, you know, just just to, just to understand, it, it is different for everybody. You know, we, Brent and Alan and I, all have siblings who are straight. You know, well, that's and that's uh, one thing I want to say to the audience listening. I know a lot of listeners are women because get the DMs. And you know, what do you, uh, your queer family members, your queer siblings, your do you? I mean, what do you? What's your story? Definitely direct message us well, on Instagram. And, and to that point too, you know, something that Brent and I kind of <laughs> privately laugh at now is the idea that like there's this there was a novelty like five six seven years ago to your coming out story mm. which is and, no one's business but the person coming out correct don't mm. co-opt that right yeah. that and and it's gotten to a point <laughs> where Sorry. it's kind of boring or, or, or yeah, yeah, yeah. the 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 hope is that it's boring i don't have no. one no one asked me when, about when i decided i liked boys right no one ever yeah, said brandy yeah. what right. did you know you you wanted to chase the d <laughs> so why do you right. need to ask it's no one's fucking business yeah. but that's no. the thing it's like it's it's it is nobody's business unless you want to tell them. But I think Brent and I always laugh because there's all these different places. It started with It Gets Better, but there are these places online where it's like people want these stories to be like super dramatic and, mm-hmm. and teary, tear-filled. And, and it's like, sorry, sorry not, not every, it's not always like that. And like yeah. it's different for every different person, every different sibling, every different parent. Like mm-hmm. it's Sometimes just different. Sometimes you come out in a hot tub and then you're both quiet and then you both drink some more Miller highlight. And then you highlight. get more drunk. Yeah. <laughs> you share the highlight, oh the God. champagne of beer. And then you make them drive you to the liquor store so you can get more. Wait, so we, where, rode, we rode bikes. We don't drive drunk. Where can people <laughs> find, like follow you guys on the interweb? If you choose. If you so choose, uh, uh, if you so choose to share it, I mean. Oh, um, you can remain anonymous. Well, please anonymous. don't say anything mean to me. I'm a nice person, and I love you. <laughs> Just know that. Um, I'm at Brandy L Barber on the IGs. That's Instagram kids. <laughs> <laughs> what are you? Uh? I'm I'm L Freed, but it's like spelled fried. Like, yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Honestly, delightful, yeah. delightful guys, content. Thank you so for much. being that here. Thanks so for thank having you. us. We love you guys. Yeah. And another thing.
Guys, when it comes to uh, your drink of choice. Diet Coke. What is your drink of choice when it comes to booze? You used to be a Fresca guy. I did, yeah. When you And you briefly, well, not briefly, but you, you weren't drinking for a while. Yeah, I just, that's, even now I don't drink very much. Yeah, I, just, I think unfortunate. Yeah, maybe. I think Why? it's tragic. Oh, yeah. oh, oh, oh. He really wants me to be an alcoholic. <laughs> um, no, I didn't, I mean, I didn't grow up drinking because I was Mormon. And then uh, I, well, I didn't grow up drinking. I was 20. <laughs> yeah, but I wasn't around alcohol. Yeah, yeah, there was yeah, no right, alcohol right. in my house. It just wasn't in my life. Your, parent, your parents still don't drink? Presumably. No, never, yeah, yeah, yeah. ever. Um, so, like, the idea of alcohol, a bar, and everything was just so foreign yeah. to me. Um, and, and then I started drinking in my 20s. And then, of course, starting in comedy, became even more yeah. because that's how you get paid half the time. And I started drinking a lot. Yeah. A lot. yeah. And then totally. um, and then with cancer I started drinking a whole lot. And so I just stopped. Yeah. I just kinda stopped and, and wanted yeah. to not let it be a problem. And now I just don't drink very much. I I find if, especially with performing and stuff, I, I really don't like the the idea of losing myself. You know what I mean? Well if you're chi- if you're just to chill at home on your couch with I, Michael I still won't and- drink. I'll, oh. I, I want to eat chips. A glass okay. of wine. But what's your what's your drink of choice if you if you are gonna have a drink? If I'm gonna have a drink yeah. and I'm at someone's place and I know I don't have to drive or anything, it'll yeah. be wine. Okay. Okay. All right. A red or a white? Depends on what we're eating. You feel like rosé. Jesus. No, I would you not plan do rosé. That oh. far out. No, what but about, it does depend on what you're eating. If it's pasta, you know. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Brent? You know, I I go through phases where like sometimes, like in college, I was really into boxes of wine <laughs> and, and then like I moved to New York and I was all about like economic efficiency like I would buy the cheapest you would pound well your candle yeah your drink before a bar your yep. cocktail of choice was swigging vodka <laughs> yes. and diet everyone, coke on a street everyone corner everyone from my New York days remembers me as the guy who always had a flask always had a flask not even we would go to the bodega so that you could buy a tall boy and literally I remember yeah. standing outside of some comedy club yeah. before we went to boiler room yeah. Just so you could finish your tall boy. Just chugging it. Pounding my chugging. Pounding yeah. Out of a bag. Out of a bag. Because obviously you can't drink beers on the street. And you would right. be so nervous. You would be hiding oh, Brent, behind Brent me. Brent was always shit. terrified that, yeah. that some I was going to get arrested. Bad, yeah, some big And you would always be like, officer. do you want one? And I would be like, no, I was going to buy it at the bar. Yeah. But you were always terrified that some sort of like bouncer or cop well, or somebody was going to come and see you with a flask and throw you out on the street and lock you up. Was, well, yeah, I mean, there's, listen, you know, you on. never know. Uh, the, but here's the thing. It's like, especially in New York, more or less in your 20s, to get drunk, my tolerance has still never been that high. It's still relatively low. But to get drunk would, in theory, have cost me $50 every no, night. No, not a boiler room under $20. Um, they had that 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 three dollar well drink thing going on. That's why I went yeah, there. Yeah, three dollar well drink though. That's that's not a that's not a hard pour. No, you're not you're not getting much in that. But three of those and whoo. Um, but regardless, so these days, oh, the other thing I was gonna say is I go through cycles where like certain boozes will start making me sleepy. Mm-hmm. So what kind so of I have booze? To switch it up. Like I had to give up whiskey because it was like making me fall asleep. Wow. Like uh, so I'm, I'm like a tequila guy now. I'm all oh. about margaritas. Do your parents drink? A little bit, right? My dad has a little bit. He'll drink like occasionally. Uh, and like wine, I got back into wine again. What kind of wine? Garbage wine. You like boxed mm. garbage wine. Just garbage wine is yeah. fine. Yeah. Turner Classic Movies has a great <laughs> wine club. Yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah. I had it for a year and it was delightful. Yeah. Because you like get the wine and you watch the movie. Did you know like Francis Ford Coppola has made uh-huh. more money? It's good. It's good. More money with his wine than his yeah. films. Yeah. Mm. Not surprising. It's That's good astounding wine. to me. Good wine. Um, I, I, I think like uh, Brent grew up with a in a house with very little booze, very little alcohol. Right. 
my mom never drank really um and then my dad would like have a beer or two every now and then was pretty much like tipsy by the second. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we're so Jewish that like the liquor cabinet is literally like the liquor isn't, hasn't been touched. Manischewitz wine or some shit. No, 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 not that. I was going to say it's like it's culturally in, it's in the sense that it's like there's a liquor cabinet, but literally they don't drink it. And, yeah. and my mom uses that liquor cabinet for room temperature water bottles. Ah! <laughs> you know what's Jesus. interesting? American Jews can't handle their liquor. No, they can't. They cannot. Mm. But it's no, a when, I, when I travel, I drink a shit ton. Yeah. And in Israel, I've been to Israel a bunch of times now, and not only do they have incredible wine in Israel, like incredible, they are all fucking well, they're, luscious. They're the fun, they're the here's, fun here's Jews. Here's the other thing I'll say. They are I, the fun Jews. I have drank consistently for my entire adult life. I My palate for drinking is still so simple I still think whiskey tastes like shit. Disgusting. It does. Any shot will make me, like, gag. What about scotch? For a minute. Hate scotch. Disgusting. It's poison. I can only uh, really do tequila and vodka. If I'm I, I don't know liquor. fancy wine over it. Yeah. Like, I know, obviously, three-buck chuck sucks, and I have friends who have nice wine, and the nice wine is usually, like, a little, like, less sour or whatever, have, but, like, I don't know. Have you ever had a wine I have? Have you ever had a wine, and it's happened to me once or twice, where it actually tasted like the thing that wine that that onophiles talk about yes. when they're like oh yes. there's ta- in argentina, of this and that. In never, argentina never. i've had I it once never. and it blew my mind i had been drinking wine for a while probably usually cheap wine and then i went to argentina on a vacation years ago and i and their wine is so cheap but it is just like it's just the best thing i i've just ever malbec their malbec wine there is just heavenly I can't and do i red. would i would drink it <laughs> Why? It gives me stomach acid. And that started... <laughs> that's so Jewish. Yeah, that started with Manischewitz. And Manischewitz, and wow. I would do the, the drinks at Passover. Anxious. and it No, not anxious, but it makes my stomach hurt so much. Yeah. I, I like white. I'm, I'm like, you, that, you know... You would, you would sneak a sip of wine, and you would feel guilty and almost... No, no, no. No guilt. It just hurt my stomach. Um, but I didn't, I didn't finish by saying my cocktail of choice, which is honestly, like, whatever... Cocktail is sweet. Is sweet. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you give me a sweet cocktail. I don't. Well, wanna... you drink shandies. Well, that's my favorite drink. Like I love lemonade a and a little bit of beer. No, <laughs> I wouldn't say that. I no, would say more is. beer and a little bit of lemonade. That's my. That was my first drink ever. It's the best. Oh, you told me about that in Germany. Yeah, I remember. I, I had never drank before in my life. I was a foreign exchange student. I went to Germany. I ordered a beer. I was like, this is gross. And this yeah. German lady came yeah. up. The German waitress came up. She took my beer away. And me, being the Midwesterner, I was like, but I paid for that. And she brought it back to me and then she told me to drink it and I drank it and it was just like sweet that Nothing water. is better than Can a Narragansett Shandy because she put some 7 up in there. Yeah, that's, what, you, that's how you're supposed to do it in the US. Right, but I have it with lemonade. Can that's I how they tell do it in you, Europe. Uh, once a month still I walk to Ralph's I don't want to drive. I want to. I want to sort of bathe in That's this experience. That's a mile walk. So it's about a mile from yeah. my apartment. I walk to Ralph's and I buy myself a tall boy of a Lima Rita. <laughs> <laughs> and and that's you, you know drink that's, it on uh, the way home. You ever seen these in the grocery store? No, I, I do oh, wait to go home. Yeah, great, they are they're delicious. They're they're strong. They're like oh, what are they? I don't know what they are. It's Bud Light with it's Mark. A, it's yeah, it's like it's malt beer basically. It's so it's like flavored. It's disgusting. That's technically what it's called. It doesn't taste like beer. It's like it's like a low alcohol margarita basically. It's like eight mm. or ten. It's soda. Yes, I don't like them. Soda, I don't like sweet drinks. But it is such a fun night. You get shit faced. It's such a fun like night a when you walk when like you walk home. 
Yeah, I just I don't know. I just, <laughs> so I just really fun. like getting my lime. Like, but you like it. Usually shit by things. two or three, I'm like, you know what? It's a lime arena. You have um, are you you do uh, mirror drinking? You call it? I used to call it mirror. Can drinking. you drink and perform? No, I never drink. Yeah. Well, I shouldn't say never, but I'll have like half a beer before I go up. I can't anymore. I, I used to be able to. I talk. If, exactly. Yeah. I had to stop completely. I, I got into it and made a made a mistake. And, and But one time when I was doing my live show at the Satellite here in L.A., yeah. I got pretty drunk pretty quickly while hosting my own show. Yeah. And uh, you guys might remember if you, if you were there. Um, Who was on it? Alaska Thunderfuck oh, was that's the right. guest. I remember that. And I had my first heckler. Yeah. And that oh, heckler was a gay man <laughs> waiting for Alaska to come out. And I was already a little tipsy and I didn't know what to do because he heckled me by saying, just sing, bitch. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> strangest, strangest thing I've ever had happen Elliot, to me on Elliot's stage. Elliot's show is, like, is singing music, and, music and, and, and comedy. comedy. Yeah. What would your aunt say? Brent, what would your aunt say about something she heard on today's podcast? It sounds like you drank too much. <laughs> uh, my Aunt Joanne would say... Tell Brent that Jews drink more than Manischewitz at anti-Semite. <laughs> My Aunt Anne would say, I don't think anyone should be fired from their job for anything other than that co-worker of your Uncle Ray's. He peed in the coffee pot and it became a big scandal on hard copy. <laughs> was it? It was actually. Wow. Yeah. Cool. Oh, wow. He was peeing in the coffee pot for like months. And I feel like I remember copy? that. Yeah, it was like in the 90s. <gasps> I and remember that. That yeah, was your boss's, that was, your uncle's boss? That was my uncle's, not boss. It was a co-worker. Oh, that's right. And like 10 people died. No. No, nobody yeah, no, died. No, no one 10 died. people died. No one died. <laughs> Thank no you for listening died. to today's episode. Uh, I'm Elliot Glazer. No, 12 people died. Oh, my 17 God. 17 people. Brent Sullivan. H. Ellen Scott. A podcast network. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcasts.